0: Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues.
1: Welcome long folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And uh, today we're going to look back on a quite spectacular win away to Brighton. Uh, And look ahead to a daunting game on Sunday, home to Man City. Uh, I think... Today we're just speaking before we come on here. I think today is going to be one of the most positive podcasts we've had, and then we said positive podcast number three of the season <laughs> because there has me many. Uh, we full crew today: uh, Richie, Colly, and Chris. Good afternoon, gents. How are you, How's How
0: things?
1: I'm actually very, very good. Uh, it was just just a nuts, nuts week and game and everything else. It's it's just. I don't know, hard to put into words, but we'll, we'll give it a go. Um, we'll get into individual performances now in a while, Rich, but uh, just, just a couple of things uh, to start off with. with uh, I think the main one we all said was Michael Cain. We've been saying for weeks, he had he had to drop out, and he did. It's kind of not before time either.
2: Yeah, and I suppose we touched on it last week. You know, Colly was kind of asking the question, like, You know, we all kind of agreed that, yes, he should come out of it. But to be honest, I didn't expect him to put Mina in. I just didn't feel at this stage after that he's been available since he's arrived. So Mm. I was kind of surprised that he that he went with him. And even if he was taking him out, that he didn't go back with Cody because we mentioned the leadership that he'd bring on the field. But yeah, I mean, it just goes to show the difference that Mina can make to the side. I thought he was excellent. Like just typical Mina performance, you know, from the first couple of minutes where he Gave your man a knee up in the hole, going out over the line, like, and he's just <laughs> throwing little elbows and digs and yeah. just being a nuisance, you know, wrecking people's head. But yeah, I mean, treats ahead of Michael Keane, like you know, and it's easy to say, you know, not gonna walk us, you know, I don't like Michael Keane as a, as, a, as, a, as a player. I think he's he's, he's not up to, to the level that we're looking to be at. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just feel so much more confident with him, you know, attacking corners and things like that. And look, they put us under the cosh for, for long periods and just having someone like that. So, I suppose, I'm not going to say that Daesh kind of gave in to the pressure or whatever, but, he realised that the changes needed to be made and he, and, and he did it. So credit to him there as well. And just on that, I suppose we were kind of quick to criticise about kind of things the week before previous and stuff like that. So I think he needs a lot of credit for, for, for making the changes when it, when it counted and, and we got it done, which is the most important thing.
1: Yeah, I think, I think me and a partner but your favourite word, Collie Snide, he brings that to team. But he brings, like, a calmness to the back four. I know it sounds cheap because you sometimes he can be a bit manic, but you could just see the whole back four, just calm. And now, like Richie said, we are under pressure for uh, not long periods of time, but they had a lot of the ball. But it's just uh, the calmness and the, just the steadiness and confidence that Mina brings to that back four.
0: Yeah, and and look, you, you got to give Brands credit. You know, I know he, he's coming under a lot of criticism for his time at Everything, but he was able to identify Mina. And Mina, if he didn't have the injuries Joe, he would have been a superstar. And you know, um, like he he won me eighty quid, eighty euro because he was three to one to get booked. I really thought that was <laughs>
1: that's handy money. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, so. Uh, no, I just thought, like everything you said there about well, what you said, and I'm sure Chris is going to touch off, he's just solid Joe, you know, the kind of, he is a snide and he gets into players' faces and like, he, he puts in the odd tackle, he, he's not afraid to have a go at the referees and it's just, unfortunately he just hasn't been there he's just not able to stay fit Joe, you know and just, you know looking at the Irish Toffees Facebook page, I think Dom pulled up a post in relation to me and should he be offered or someone pull up a post should he be offered a pay-as-you-play contract I kind of would go for it personally No, I don't think he will obviously and and there would have to be different obviously a lower wage but if that chap could, could remain injury-free Joe like he is for me our best centre-half um, mm. along with Tarkovsky um, our best centre-halves at the club now you know I think one or two centre-halves will go and obviously Brantway right is to come back in but <laughs> I just thought he was immense returning since when January I think was his last game or his last few minutes Joe, um, I just thought he was immense on Saturday from the first minute to the, and you got to give the lad credit, he, he, 90 minutes under his belt, I don't actually remember when the last time we do 90-minute show, you know mm. and, and listening to the podcast oh, sorry, the presser today uh, Deutsche said he's now new injury uh, concern, so I'm I'm taking it that obviously Mina has come through the, the ninety minutes. So, um, me. I just think he, I just think he, he he's one of them centre halves that he could have it could have been so much more if these niggling injuries had been you know sorted. And mm. but yeah, uh, what a game, what a game, Joe. And and you got a handed handed to Doisy. Hand hand he had the balls. Um, he he was he under pressure. Yeah, I'm sure he was from from the fan base. We all seen that, Joe. I don't know whether Deutsch is the type of character to respond to, you know, calls from outside or the fans to replace players, but he's stuck, but you have to remember that he, he took out um other players for not playing well and he's done the same with Kane, so good on him and uh, hopefully he keeps being in the team now for uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, just on I me, mean, uh, Chris, like could have showed have would I? I mean, if he, if he was fit, would he still be with us? Some people would say if he was fit all the time, would he have moved on? That's that's another thing. But that's the only thing about him. His fitness It's just, he's not reliable enough, to be honest.
3: I think someone with the, the size of him, I mean, he's what, six, seven or something. He's a huge fella. Someone with limbs that big is always going to be prone to probably knocks and niggles here and there with his long limbs and the physicality I guess of the Premier League that he, he wasn't used to coming from, from Spain initially, you know. So it's much more physically demanding league, much more high impact, high intensity. So as good as he is when he's fit, uh, just his body probably isn't cut out for it over a long season, over the period of time. Um but he has to stay in the team now. I mean if we can get three three more great games out of him before he leaves, well then it's club first, you know.
2: Mm.
3: But uh, I thought it was great. I watched it back and, you know, we, did, we we sort of said about bringing Cody in, but I thought me showed really good leadership qualities as well. You could see him kind of, when we cleared our lines, encouraging the back line to press up, push up, you know, swinging his arms and organising and keeping everyone in line and keeping our shape and encouraging. And we just thought he'd done really well, you know. He won the majority of his headers. He's a presence in boat boxes. He's aggressive. As you said, he's a bit of snide about him. He wants to win. The South Americans are like that. They just, they, they're just snide. They do anything to win. And hmm. we've lacked a bit of that. I think we've been a bit, bit of a soft touch at times, you know, especially with Kane. And look, it's we've hammered him over. He doesn't pick himself. It's not his fault. He's probably not at the level required, you know. He's. I don't think he's aggressive enough. He seems soft and afraid of his own shadow. Too flat footed and. You know, nothing against the guy personally at all, but it just—it had to be done to change. And I think it's, as right. rightly said, even watching Dyche's conference today, he doesn't seem like the type of person to bow to the fan pressure or change for the sake of it, you know, in regards to even his question about this lack of subs. Mm-hmm. He's well aware of the outside noise and, you know, and then he compares himself to Guardiola making one sub the other night. And so he's, he is stubborn, you know, we said that last week. Well, I mean, any man and his dog could see that you know Kane was crossing his points, you know. And I think when you're when you're partnering up with someone at centre back, and even the full-backs, when you're unsure of the player around you, they, you kind of, as a collective, as a unit, you're not as solid because you're unsure about you know what he's going to do or where he's going to be, mm. or it just causes a bit of chaos, you know. But me as you said, a bit more calm, there's a big physical presence. He's vocal. He's aggressive. And he leads by example, and yeah unfortunately for us he he just hasn't been fit enough, but again you know, hopefully now it's ninety minutes under his belt, and in his own mind, he's probably playing for a contract, you know three say right, three games here, if not with us, he's playing he's he's in the you know put himself in the shop window for for another club who's gonna possibly take him on so uh, it's a story for another day, I don't think he'll stay with us, again a lot is going to depend on where we finished the season, what league we're in and how the finances are and who's coming and who's going bit of a wheel and dealing but I thought considering again it was his first game in he'd, he'd done really really well and against a good side as well, and they're a tough team, I know he we won well in the end but you know difficult circumstance to come into, the situation we're in, the pressure on and I thought he done really really well. Yeah I think
1: uh, from the start Rich, like he could see that we were happy enough to let them have the ball. I mean, the ticket ended up broke down was 72% possession. So we basically said to them, there's the ball, see what you can do. And I thought we handled it really, really well. Apart from a couple of hair, and scared of which we'll get into in a few minutes, but I thought we handled it really, really well.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you score after 30 seconds, I think you're allowed You have it for the first 20, you know, we just a take a it bit, off yeah, your yeah, break. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But after that, I suppose it just gives you something. And I was kind of, after that, you're kind of looking at, and I suppose I was thinking back to Brentford and saying, he's going to be like this for 90 minutes? We're just going to sit in and it's going to be torturous behind the couch kind of stuff. But I think the game plan was spot on, you know, that we allowed him to have it. But I mean, we, depressing was executed to perfection. You know, we, did it in pack. did it at the right time, held it, forced him into Forced him into errors and then broke with numbers, you know. And even if you look at that first goal, it's obviously the turn from Dom was exquisite, you know, to, to make that space behind him. But just having numbers coming into the box and core. he's not the best on the ball, but he has that energy where he's always able to get up and to just arrive into the box. Um, and it's, it's 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 vital for us, like when we don't have actual goal scorers so having everybody kind of getting up and supporting and getting numbers in we've been doing that a lot lately but yeah I mean the game plan was simply allow them to have it and let's break it pace and I presume it'll be more the same this weekend we're not the best team on the ball by any stretch um, but if you've got a game plan and you can you know if you can execute it like that, that's that that's what it's all about but I mean I don't know how many times we've come on here and talked about being clinical and getting chances and taking chances and I think it's the first time that we five a shot, five shots on target, five goals, you know, yeah. I don't think that includes the OG actually, but still, you know, to have that kind of a return, it's been long, long overdue where I am on say that we still all enjoyed it because <laughs> you're 4-1 up and you're still panicking. Yeah, still still still, a, definitely, yeah, through, yeah. definitely still a three, but yeah, I, I look, the game plan was, was perfect. Allow them and it's, it's, it's not the best to watch, you know, obviously when you're breaking and you're scoring, but when you're allowing them and allowing them to dictate, you know, sometimes it can be, it can be nervy, but these guys know what they're doing as well. You know, and they've looked at, at Brighton and kind of broke them down and we've forced them wide. You know, we did kind of, we, 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 we sat central and forced them wide where they weren't kind of, you know, when you've Tarkowski and, and, and Mina and they'll and just put, put the ball in and we didn't give them the option and I thought our full-backs done well as well with closing mm. and things like that. So, I mean, everything that you want, you know, I think is what Daisha spoke about in a couple of things about defending that area in front of the goal and we did that really, really well.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key as well, Collie. just uh, mentioned there, when when we pushed them wide, the two full-backs, I know they've been, well, Parson has been getting enough game time but neko has been kind of up and down the season but the two of them were excellent
0: I think it has been Mikelenko's best game Joe uh, Mm. for a very very long long time and I got a hand to Patterson I thought he was excellent Joe I thought he for the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes he was a bit nervy maybe but he put it into that game and I think the only other rightful I've seen handle the the, Matoma, um, Matoma, Matoma, yeah. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> has been one second Um, he's been excellent this year, Matoma, and the way Patterson dealt with him for the last, you know, from say 20-25 minutes into the game on mm. to the end of the game, I thought he was excellent. And uh, there was a number of times where he he got it across and covered in behind the, the two centre backs, and um, maybe he's a bit raw. Maybe, you know, we're we're not seeing everything there. He is or he isn't doing a training, Joe. And uh, I, I know I've called for him to be introduced into the team, but maybe Deutsch just kind of wasn't confident, let's say. But obviously, injuries happen to players, and it's great to hear that Shaney he didn't do the ACL. And mm. it looks like, you know, he, he will be back next season, provided he gets in the, uh, a contract extension, which I'm sure he will. Patterson was there, Joe, and I, I, I really I thought he was excellent for us on, on, um, against Brighton. I really did. And again, Mikhailenko, the lad has come under some scrutiny over the last little while. And again, injuries have have caused him to come in and he started now the last few games. And it's shown, Joe, you know, the kind of way. I don't think he's one of these players that gets up and down the pitch. Or to me, he's not that sort of player. Um a long way to continue because I think left full is certainly a concern. Actually, the two full backs for me is a concern going forward. But look, we have to, we have the two boys now to to bring us in the last three games, and hopefully, now they'll be able to do uh, continue on the job that they're doing against Brighton against our next three opponents. Um, but I think going back to me, I think Mina solidified the back four, Joe, yeah, and, mm. and and I think. I know Pickford, and I'm sure we're going to speak about Jordan Lee Pickford and what a keeper he is, you know, but I just wonder as a keeper, do you see, do you get extra confidence to a small degree when you see the likes of me and Tarkovsky in front of you? And it's no disregard to, to Michael Keane. Look, Michael Keane has been what he has been. But, you know, does that then bring uh, on a like a nervousness about Pickford? You know, I, I don't know. I'm not a keeper, Joe. I never was. But um, I just think to hold back forward excellent against Brighton and hopefully to continue that now against Sunday and it's the same back forward that starts against City.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it should be But just on Mikolenko, uh, he came under pressure big time second half, Chris uh, sorry Marsh come on, but I thought he, once once or twice he kinda of got past him, but I thought he handled him very, very well.
3: He's not a bad one to one defender, you know, when he's when he's up against a winger, he's probably only Beaten once or twice in a game. It's going forward. He's he's diabolical. He can't cross. He can't, you know. How many times did he let the ball slip under his foot or miscontrol it or went out of play? From an attacking perspective, he's you know, he's not good enough. But he's 22, and I'm sure that's a part of his game. Mm-hmm. He'd be looking to improve on with some decent coaching and experience. You know, it's still only his first real proper full season in England. In the Premier League, different level completely to what he was doing in the Russian League or whatever. So, or uh, Kiev or whoever we came from. So, you know, he's going to take time. And same with Patterson. Like Patterson, I think he said himself, when he arrived at the club, he was about 64 kilos and he's up around 70, 71 now. So Hmm. he's after putting on an awful lot of muscle mass, which is, you know, part of his. You know, growth as he develops, as part of his development, being more physically able for that for the Premier League and the physicality of it, and you know, just building up that fitness and the you know the physical attributes. He is, of course, he is a bit raw. He's twenty-one. He's you know defensively probably needs, hence why Walby is there in front of him as well to kind of make sure he's not left one-on-one with with good wingers for a whole lot of the time. You know, we try and pair up and double up. Patterson I think we've seen snippets of him getting he, he has that engine that just bursts forward bursts past a few players and he has a decent little cross on him as well he's intelligent enough lad you know so no doubt that he, he will develop into a really good fullback hopefully the next three games he can you know he can be we have like a back four now that'll be the back four hopefully for the next mm. next four games and just there'll be a good understanding we'll be solid and Good, you know, partnerships there and a good understanding of what we're trying to do but look, what he is what he is you know, again look, he's going to make mistakes, he doesn't pick himself, we've nobody else, I mean Godfrey's been atrocious so he's out of the equation I think in my opinion, you don't want to start playing centre-backs, left-back and again, the whole gates and we've nobody else, so again going into the summer, that's going to be something we look at no doubt Mikhlenko's going to be there, but do we you know, do we just, do we try and get someone in with a little bit more experience? Who who knows? Again, a lot's, everything's up in the air, depending on, you know, where we finish and finances, mm-hmm. etc. But no, it was one of his better games. And again, well, all we've been screaming for, for not even him, the majority of the players is consistency. Yeah. There's no point doing it one week and then we don't do anything for two weeks. And then you have one good game or half a good game and we have to be week in, week out. There's no room for error now with this part of the season, with any of them really, you know.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, spot on there. The key with these lads, and we, and we seem to forget when we're slating them, they're only like 21, 22, 23. It's just, so they're not even close to reaching their, their height of their potential, if you want. So I think, it's, listen... Me saying that, and then next week he we, we gives a bad ball to the calls him a donkey and shit house Yeah, yeah. But I, I think sometimes you need to take a step back, and I'm not one of the ones to take a step back to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're they're only like kids, but it, it's it's nuts, it's nuts. Um, we we'll get into kind of the it, you always know when 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 you have a very good game Rich that <clears throat> there's five or six contenders for for a man to match. Um, and we we'll get into the field now. Uh. The Corey was just I know Colley mentions all the time that he's a box to box player, but like literally he was box to box. And I think it was his second goal where he won the he won the ball on the edge of our box and just broke and and they showed it on we didn't even see match a day, lad, come on that night. It was ridiculous. Three games, twenty one goals, and there's no match a day. But that's that's another story. But like he broke and they and he followed him. Uh, and just to, this, like he looks like he's running slow motion, but he's he's baiting past everybody. And that's that's what we've missed in the three games where he where he's suspended.
2: Yeah, I mean, looking back, it's it's hard to believe how much we did, just the, the game style or the the way they were trying to play as well. He he it was a massive loss. I suppose it's hard to see it because he hasn't played a whole pile for us this season, but the difference that he's made, you know, since he's come in on the dice has been He's been massive, huge part of it in you know from game one, and yeah, I thought he was he was immense. Like you just said, he's just he'll run all day, you know, yeah. from from end end to end. But he has that ability to just arrive, and I think it's something you know without we don't have midfielders getting into the box that that are that are going to get goals. You know, even our wide players, yes, kind of McNeil got two, but in general they haven't been adding enough goals. And I think by getting Dakora the in there, he 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 does give that option. Uh, just just arriving late, I don't know. Is that four? Kind of that's only in the last ten games or so. Mm. And he and, he, and he missed three of those So you know, it's it's it, it's a pretty good return from from him. But um, yeah, the games he missed, like it's. It is what it is at this stage, but, you know, you just want him to, he seems like he's enjoying himself as well. And obviously he's playing for a, he's another player who's, who's kind of out of contract. We have the option on him, but it'll be a case of, so he's got something to, something to play for and something to prove. And I think that if you're getting it out of the lads, whatever it takes at this stage, you know, we don't know what their motivations are, but, um, he seems to be enjoying himself under Dice. He's found a role that that, that suits him and allows him to play. Um, you think back, sort to of kind of how he was playing at Watford where he was kind of getting up and getting into the box a lot more mm. and I don't think we've seen it at his time with us you know whether it's you know at the times he was kind of playing on on the right side and drifting out covering right and everything we never kind of find the route, right position for him and it's only kind of these last couple of months where he seems to have kind of found that and yeah I mean and, and that goal you spoke about there where he, got the ball in the edge of the box and straight away I was thinking that's kind of what happened against Forrest where he just the, the ball just didn't Lost make it, it. Yeah. and that's what we were looking to do you know so it's very I won't say fine margins it is like but it's you know you, once you're trying to do the right thing I suppose it's easy to give the benefit of the doubt when it comes mm-hmm. off you know but you know I think once you're trying to do the right thing you just got to keep persistent with it and and, and and building that confidence and belief and yeah fair play team because Philip when you're I don't know, is he training alone or training with the, with the under-21s or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to come back. You know, you can easily kind of blame the club and say, right, I'm done here, I'm out of here in the summer or whatever and, and hold on and get your big deal. But fair play to him, he's after digging in and he's, he's been a big, big difference for us.
1: Yeah, I think the key as well, Collie, for, for a player like him and, and his style of play is the system we played where, where we just sit in and give him a chance to break Because you've seen it two or three times. When he gets a chance to break, he's gone. Sometimes he's gone a bit too early. He's not waiting for the ball. But you can just see that he's just one thing on his mind. Just break and get into their box as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, 100% agree with you there, Joe. And I think James Garner has added a lot to the Corrie's game. Um, As crazy as that sounds, I think Garner has done extremely well since he's come in. He's a player that that is a very neat player. That, I watched him in, in spells against Brighton, and you know he's not he's not he's not a name that you 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 think about maybe, but he's a such a a nice footballer. He gets the ball, gives gets it, gives a forward forward pass. You know, the only concern I have with Dakari is his temperament, Judo. Um, he's a tendency to maybe. They like picked up another yellow card against Brighton, I think. And mm. I just worry about him against Man City, you know, and, and the last thing we need is for him to get any more suspensions, you know, the kind of way. Because as Richie said, the three games that he missed, you know, I don't think we realised at the time what exactly we were missing because of the way we play. Mm. Um but he he's a, he's a fantastic athlete. And you rightly said, Joe, the second goal he scored from their box into their box and and, and finishes uh, the ball into the back of the net. And like he, he that's the way he done it. That's the way he played under uh, Marco Silva at Wofford you know, the kind of way. And look whatever's gone on this season with Lampard that's gone on and obviously Frank didn't think he was a good enough player or whatever the case may be, but as Richie rightly said, he's come back into the team, he's pulled the socks up and he all we ever ask for, Joe, as you know on this podcast, just leave everything out on the pitch. And that lad leaves everything out on the pitch. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, long may he continue. Um, I'd love to see him getting uh, a, a, another contract, be it whether we activate the year or we give him a, a new contract on less, obviously, uh, pay, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he was immense. But I, I do think Ghana has a lot to do with that as well.
1: Yeah, I think someone like that, you have to have another player to compliment Someone who's gone to get forward that much, Chris, and I think Garner and and Garner to a certain extent as well. Uh, they just when he's gone, they just sit because they don't listen. They don't have the legs that he has because he he just like I mentioned earlier, he looks like he's running slow motion. But I think he's one of the fastest players on that pitch, apart from Walby possibly. But uh, you need you need others to compliment him when when he's gone to just cover in. It's a exactly
3: it's a balancing act, you know. Like I think we've had. We've had too many players in the middle that all do the same job for too Mm -hmm. long. Same kind of player. Now, even going back to when we had Gomez, we had Sigurdsson. Similar, very lethargic, couldn't cover the ground quick enough. Defensively, very poor, giving away silly fouls. Might be neat and tidy on the ball, but ultimately we, we didn't have enough variety in our midfield to be able to play a certain way. and. The having the engine that he has to get up and down and press high and make up ground that other players can't. That just enables Garner to just do the sit and roll. You know he's not running up and down, covering less area. He can uh, keep his energy for when the opposition get into our half and he can press at the right moments and try and turn the ball over. And then you give it to like your James Garner, who has a good passing range. He's probably the best passer we have in the centre midfield position there. I think we've, for so long we've lacked a player that just does the basics well in the middle of the mm-hmm. play, Probably since Garrett Barry, you know, he looked like he didn't do anything outstanding, but he done the basics so well. New went to slow it down. New went to take the sting out of the game, and he, you know, he had a forward pass in him, and I think James Garner as well. Obviously, he's still only young, young as well. Look, what we're saying about Patterson and Mikulenko, he has a big ceiling, his technical ability. He put through one or two lovely true balls through. Good, good reading of the game set pieces again he has a good ball in on him so he, he definitely has a lot of attributes he's going to be a really really good player for us and you can see him starting to starting to really grow in confidence now as as he's getting more minutes under his belt and having more of a you know more of an impact on on the game and feeling more part because we were on the periphery he came in he signed young lad new club been at United for so long got one or two injuries and didn't get in for a while trying to regain fitness so it must have been a difficult start for him but feeling part of it is, is something that I don't think anyone could take for granted even at any level you know if you're at my level playing Sunday League football or whatever you just want to contribute you know when everyone's winning you want to feel part of it they're not playing you don't feel as involved and you know, you don't feel like you're contributing like everyone else. So it's it's all part of building that good team morale and confidence and understanding and togetherness. So, again, he deserves his place. And even when Onana came on, his assist was fantastic for yeah. McNeil for the fifth goal. We've, not, we've rarely seen Onana put a ball through like that. That was really, really good. And that's just creating, create, creating competition, um, which we've lacked again for so long an option off the bench and O'Nan would be able to prove a point and that guy is a good ceiling as well although he hasn't set the world alight consistently I thought he's had some really good performances for us you'd think that he would the size of him and the athleticism of him you expect him to dominate a game but again, he's 21 as well he's only he's only a young lad he has a huge ceiling, that fella so. but yeah, look, overall it was, you know, man a, many men in a match and in regards to the core with his two goals that ball drops to him on the volley. He's probably one of three players you're saying, I hope it doesn't drop to him. Oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> Not the core Ghana or Mikalenko. Three players that you don't want at the end of that cross. Yeah. But fair play to him. He took it really, really well. Despite we all, we, we do criticise him for his passing range and his technical ability at times. But he took his goals really, really well. Even the first goal, the ball was a little bit behind him. He done well to kind of adjust himself and stick mm-hmm. it away. So that will give him a huge amount of confidence, give the team a huge amount of confidence. So, you know, with Calvert-Lewin there as well, don't underestimate the, the effect it has on other players. Yeah. You know, he's a focal point. of fourth half is outstanding. And that just makes everyone else better. If they have someone to give the ball to, someone to play off, it will be someone to play into and play off and run off. And we just look so much better. And we've a bit more variety in our play and, Plays a lot quicker, you know, a bit more aggressive, up the pitch a lot quicker. So, yeah, it was was really good. It was just one of them performances where we've been praying for it. We said last week that, you know, we don't see us getting on. We all went for us to get a pace, and pretty much, and you'd have to think so. Brighton had only beaten Ball 6-0, beat United 1-0. You know, we're going there with our away record. There's always going to be one winner. Well, we were saying there were results like last year we didn't see coming Leicester away, beating United at home, beating Chelsea at home. And we've just been really hoping for a result like this. And just it just clicked when, mm. you know, our, our shape was good. We defended really well and we were ruthless on the counter-attack. And you see other teams having games like that where they're just clinical and they rack up three or four goals. And it was just one of those perfect games where it just happened for us. And I think we that's probably the way we're going to set up on Sunday against Man City. And it's the right way, just a containment job, stay in the game as long as we can. And if we get chances, maybe might be only two or three in the whole game. We have to be ruthless. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think that's it, as well the key when you're playing the system with that, sitting in, Rich. You need, we, we said it so many times this season, you need an out ball. And we haven't had that really this season. But you just see the difference that Dom makes. Because you know when when the ball goes up it's gonna to stick to give players an option to run in.
2: Yeah, I mean he was he, he he was excellent. But I think it's more even what he brings to everybody else. He he, he brings that level of belief because mm. you know what you're looking for, I mean you know that it's not just gonna be coming straight back down on top yeah. of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean he's he he's able to use it. He and it's not just on the ball as well you know he's occupying defenders he's taking them out and he's creating space so there's a lot kind of going on that that's probably not seen as well um and he he, he just changes everything you know just having that option up there it's it's everything and that's look we know that Maupe and probably Sims probably won't get it won't get to that level you, you know or he's not there yet anyway but it's all kind of Ifs and buts about what 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 if what if we had him kind of for longer periods, but just, look, he's after coming through a, a good spell of games, kind of playing ninety minutes or, or thereabouts in all of them, and, he, and he's it's sharper. He's looking, you know, it looked really really good. So it's yeah, you know, we've 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 lacked, but we have what we have now. So I mean, it'd be great to kind of keep him in there. You know, he just needs to stay fit, and we need him to stay fit mm-hmm. for 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 the next couple of games. And he just gives us that, you know. I don't think he's playing the same way as he was kind of when under Ancelotti because he's coming a lot deeper and stuff and he's getting on ball kind of in in those wider areas. But I think that he's covering a lot more ground and he's still kind of getting in there in there as well. So there's a lot more to it because I suppose because we don't have the options and the space is there when we're sitting so deep. But um, yeah, I think I think since he's come in, he's you know for a fellow who's played next to nothing, he's he's been really really good. Yeah, I think
1: the key is when when he. Like As a striker, he, he's not really going to get the support that he needs. Not at the system we're playing at the moment, to be honest. But I think for him to get back to the level where he was scoring 12, 13, 14 goals a season, I don't think that system would suit him at the moment, the way we play, for him to, to get that many goals. And just a couple of others before we finish off, Colly. Uh, I, I thought, obviously, we're going to get into McNeil. He was just outstanding. But Jordan Pickford. I mean, when we were under Cosh for the first probably 15, 20 minutes of the second half, some of the saves he pulled off. Like The one down to his left, he touched onto the post. I think it could have been offside. It might have been called for offside. But what a save. And it just proves that uh, you can play as well as you want, midfield, defence, but you need someone solid as a rock behind you. And he was. Yeah. Joe, so how,
0: how can any... Penny... Football fan, I'm not talking about everyone fans. but How can any football fan actually contemplate that Nick Pope is better than Jordan Pickford? Because okay, Pope has done well, but oh my God, Pickford kept for me kept us in the league last year, mm. and if we stay up this year, he he'll keep us in the league again. The the the, the chap is just. I'm actually lost for words, Joe, and um, I just thought he was outstanding. some of of his saves against Brighton, but not just against Brighton, Joe, this season and last season, some of the saves you say, what the, did he get to that? You know, they're of away. Mm. He was just, you know, and and I think a lot of credit is to be given to Alan Kelly in the background because I think Alan Kelly has worked, worked (laughs) really, really hard on him and with him, you know, and the last 12, 18 months, for me, has been a different Jordan Pickford, you know, and, I just don't know how anyone can can say that Nick Pope should be starting for England over uh, Jordan Pickford because for me, that's bullshit, to be
1: honest with you. I just think Pickford is
0: the best keeper in the Premier League and certainly one of the best in Europe for me. Mm.
1: I think the captain's armband helps as well, Chris. You can just see, he's a talker as well anyway, even without the armband, but he just seems to have that extra little bit of confidence in him when he has the armband on him. Not
3: to be in his conference, by the way. Yeah, well, he's, you know, look, he's maturing now as a as a, as a human. You know, We've touched on it ever since he became a dad. He seems to have matured a little bit. And when he went away and done a little bit of work, you know, on the psychological part of his game and the little routines he has now to mm-hmm. kind of keep himself, keep him focused and keep him concentrated and not to be as erratic and get caught up with the crowd and stuff. He's grown up, he's maturing and... Goalkeepers generally peak at a later age than outfield players, so he's still only probably going to get better, you know, Mm -hmm. coming into his peak years. He's still what 26, 27 probably, so plenty of more years of development into him as as goalkeepers go. So, you know, we just because you have the iron band, you don't have the iron band, you would expect (laughs) the majority of the players to show leadership in one way or another, whether it's whether it's vocally or it's how they perform on the pitch, you know that always have to be the loudest, but you can take the game with a scruff of the neck by just getting on the ball and just making things happen. And when the chips are down, driving your team forward and making something happen and being brave. And, you know, it's, yeah, I just, I don't know what to say about him. He's just, he's fantastic. And look, he will make mistakes. he's going to kick the ball out of play a couple of times. and But that's what he's told to do. He's trying to get us from back to front you know quick and sometimes it doesn't stick but when it does stick it's like Jesus what a ball by pick for it more often than not it's not going to stick but you know that's just the way it is and there's no doubt he's by far the best keeper like English goalkeeper Nick Pope has only been mentioned because he's Newcastle and the new media darlings mm. now and everybody mm. loves them and the Arsenal fella who's, geez, jeez how many errors has he made he's a headbanger
1: that fella you know oh, yeah, he's not, oh yeah I think he's a better keeper than, than Nick Pope. Ramsdale. I think some, some of the saves he pulls off are just like Collee said, How the fuck did he get to that? But mistakes.
3: you think about the amount of shots Pickford's getting against them yeah. compared to yeah. Arsenal and Newcastle. Mm. You know, getting peppered generally, maybe not hopefully yeah. not much for the rest of the season, but the saves he made against Brighton and you know they get a goal within a couple of minutes of the second half, they so get back to three one and I oh, I'm convinced we had it's, that's at least three. All you know, mm-hmm. they just build momentum, and you know, really, we really had to ride out, ride out that wave. And you can defend all you want when your goalkeeper is asked, you know, called upon. He he really stood up, and he, he you know, he saved us and the penalty against Leicester. You know, that could be an invaluable point. So, absolutely, you know, fair play to him. He's again, he's one of the players that's standing up and being counted when we really need him the most.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key. We need, we need. So many to do that now for the next three games. Uh, just I think listen, it's not a real surprise, Rich. Uh, that Dwight McNair was man the match across all forms, but he just like he looks he looks lazy at times. I know it sounds stupid, but he looks like you know, languid and like floppy and just not. But Jesus, the chap can hit a ball and not just that run, Like like I said, he looks lazy, but he. Look, he, when he needs to
2: be there, he gets there. Yeah, I think it's just the, the style, the look. He's not the quickest, but mm. the stamina. I mean, he just doesn't stop. And I think, from you go back to Leicester as well, I think the second half of Leicester, I think he was excellent as well. And mm. he carried us up the field so many times, but really good on the ball. Uh, just he's useful, but he's just brave now. And he's just driving forward you know he's taking it on and he's you know i think when your confidence is up as well you know you feel that little bit more there's a lot more belief and now the team are kind of allowing him you know the fans are kind of you know if if it doesn't come off it's not the end of the world go again whereas before he came in and a bit of pressure or whatever but then he was you know it wasn't working for him you know again another young he's only 23 or whatever he is as Mm. well so you know big move confidence not not great so he's fairly turned around. And I mean, everything that he did the other night was was, was fantastic. You know, the ball across, you know, got his head up in order to pick out, um, he picked out the court, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, there was a couple of times, but even, you know, that last run at the end said, not, not, I'm confused now. The fourth one obviously was more FIFA-like where he was dribbled, but the fifth one, where you're that deep in the injury time after running these balls off for 90-odd yeah. minutes and to still pull that power out of there and have the, you know, fantastic. You know, uh, but great to see, because again, fellow who's kind of I won't say he was written off or whatever, but to, to get to the level that he's at now, it's it's he seems to be absolutely, you know, loving life, you know, loving mm-hmm. the game, smiling his face and coming into a you know massive, massive period. You need fellas who are going to be brave and fellas who are going to have a bit of confidence to say, you know what, we can do this. I, I I can I can try something here and you know, I just hope that he can continue with it for the next couple of games and get us over the line because this kind of form that he's in, he he has the potential to do so.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key as well, Colleen. It's a self belief. Because like he's another one of the players we mentioned earlier the car i didn't really get a look in under Lampard. McNey was kind of pushed out to the edge but it's just the belief that he has now under Deutsch just it's just not that he's a different player he's just doing what he knows he can do
0: I think when Deutsch came in he gave him a a certain set of you know how he wanted Deutsch oh sorry how he wanted McNeil to play Uh, Joe to be honest with you he said like this is what I want you to do you get up and down the line blah 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 and he's stuck to that, you know, that kind of mm. way. And he's grown and grown and grown in confidence. Mm. And I was listening to another podcast, and the two boys that were doing this podcast actually met uh, Dwight uh, McNeil. And glad to Believe is a very quiet lad off the pitch. He does mm. a hell of a lot of charity work, and he's a very humble guy as well, you know, that kind of way. So, you know, he, he doesn't like the line, like once training's over, he kind of goes home, and whatever the case may be. So, yeah, he's, he he was getting in on the Lampard, but look, fair play to him, because um, I'm sure some, some fans had him going out in the January window, you know, that kind of way, but he's turned it around, and hopefully, again, like the other players you mentioned in this podcast, he continues on for the next three games, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's the key. We just need everybody, like, on, on top of the game, like, for 90 minutes. Now we're under a little bit of pressure, so we'll just... We'll just... Touched lightly on the City game. Uh, Chris Hoyne, is not looking forward to this at all. Um, I, I think, honestly, it could be a case to just keep the score down and, and not ruining the goal difference that we kind of got back at, at the game the other day. It's funny, because
3: we're, we're on the high wave now, you're thinking, maybe, I know, I know, yeah, drawn into yeah. a false <laughs> sense of security again, like we were going to Old Trafford and we got rinsed. So we have to be realistic. I mean they're they're unbelievable. I think they're you know, in the league they've won nineteen or twenty or something, one draw, something like crazy like that. You know, they're an unbelievable side and they could put out a brand new eleven that they you know, that they didn't play against Madrid and they'd still probably be in the top two or three in the league. They've an mm-hmm. unbelievable squad and look, we've nothing to lose. Everyone has it down as a zero-point game, so the lads should embrace it. You know, we're riding high, confidence is good. It's that good, and the fans will be up for it now. The players will be probably the most confident in being all season after the back of the Brighton game, so why not take it on? just have to approach the game the same way. They can just, they can score in so many ways. Like We're going to need a little bit of luck. We're going to have to be really on it, you know. It's certain teams, you can send them a certain way, and you can keep them, you know, outside the area. But I mean, they players that can ping balls from 20, 30 yards. They can isolate the full backs, switch the play in and around you, crosses in, there or you know, so many ways of scoring. There's so much variety in their play now. They're so so tough to stop. But I think we can get through, you know, the first 25, 30 minutes. Nil all. Keep them out, and we will get chances via set pieces or counter attacks. We just they'll press high you know just turning the ball over at the right moment so we'll be space to exploit there whether it's a diagonal ball in behind or whatever um, we will we, we'll get a couple of chances and look if we get ourselves ahead you you just never know I think it'll probably be a case of we'll give a good account of ourselves pretty much like the home game last year and one or two little mistakes they'll capitalise on we probably get beaten 2-0 with you know which again, like you said, you don't want to get the goal. Lefron's a, a bit of a hammering, but look, you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen in the game. But free here, you know, go take the game on and just just see what happens. You know, hopefully play with no pressure because no one in the world is expecting us to get a result. And uh, yeah, you know, see what happens. Not the end of the world. But the other fixtures, hopefully, you know, Leicester and Leeds, Forest all, you know, come away with zero points, so we don't lose any ground and. You know, coming into the last two games, Leicester and Leeds are probably going to have to at least win one or draw one more game than us anyway. And you fancy us to get two, if not three points from the last two games. So, any anyway, if we could get a point now, we'd we'll take your hand off. That'd be a massive, massive point the way the other games are. And it'd take a huge amount of pressure off, taking us up to 33 points. I think a couple more points would do us then.
1: Well, I never know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think the draw the, the would be like a win, Rich. To be honest, I really, really would.
2: Oh yeah, Dream, dreamland if we can manage to pull it off. And yeah, yeah, as Chris says, we can't get carried away in the back of it on the back of last last week's performance or whatever. City are just they, they've they've so much in depth. You know, you're hoping that it may take the eye off the ball, with Madrid again midweek. But you know, we just got to kind of focus on ourselves, and if we get a couple of chances, be clinical. You know, I. I I think the last point that for or that City dropped was against Forest, So, you know, it kind of gives a little bit <laughs> a little bit of hope that there might be nice. something there. But I think it's 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 staying the game. You know, yes. don't be don't don't have it lost kind of within a half an hour, you're 2 0 down within a half an hour, it's game over, and you're just kinda you're just kind of damage limitations at that stage. Whereas you just want to give yourself a chance with fifteen twenty to go and 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 whether it's nil all or one all or whatever, and and that and that you something to play for it. You never know at that stage you might be able to nick something, so that's, that's kind of we can hope for. It is a free hit, um, in the fact that it just because it's City, you know, I won't say it's a free hit because games are running thin on the ground, you mm. know. So a draw would be phenomenal, but
1: I don't see it happening to be honest. No, right no, no, no. right? We're under pressure a little bit here, so uh, getting the predictions and uh, start with you, Yeah, Col-
0: I think it'll be City's hardest game, Um uh, I think they're going to win 3 1.
1: 3 1 City, Chris. Yeah, 2-0 City. 2-0. Uh, Rich? Yeah, same. 2-0 City. Yeah, I'll go uh, 3-1. I'll give a Cully. I'm not going to go 2-1, as Chris says, I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, again, I just think, uh, the only the only possible chance I think we have is if uh, he he drops like six or seven players. I know it sounds silly because the squad they have. Like, he'll drop Grealish <laughs> and bring in Hall and or bring in Foden and Maradona, no. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just scary, but uh, yeah, three one, and, and then look, like i said, say just hope we're all totally wrong. It's probably just massive, massive, massive. But um, this
0: weekend's not going to decide anything, Joe,
1: because of no. the other fixtures no. in the league. It's yeah. the yeah. final two yeah. that's yeah. going to. Yeah, oh, hopefully not. Put this way, if if everyone around us loses the same yeah. as us, that that will keep it going. Yeah, yeah. OK, let's listen, thanks very much for today. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Take boys. See you guys.
2: Later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website, www.irish-toffees.com. Up to toffees.